I'm Danette May, and today on Manifestable. The deepest experience I have had directly is sexuality leading me to the truth of who I really am. Sexuality is one of the scariest roads, so it often becomes the most, yeah, the most vulnerable. So it's become a final frontier of personal growth and development. But I believe that underneath all of that is our deepest truth of humanity. Welcome to Manifestable, where you'll receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. Each week, I will bring you epic guests, live coaching, and manifestation tools to remind you of your power. You have the ability to achieve extraordinary things, and the time to start is now. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to thank you for listening to the Manifestable podcast. Your support means so much to me. And if you're loving hearing these episodes, what I would encourage you to do is to go onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and follow the Manifestable podcast so you stay up to date with amazing guests, live coaching, and solo episodes from me. So our guest today is Miss Jaya. Jaya is an internationally recognized award-winning sexologist and best-selling author. She is the creator of the Erotic Blueprint Breakthrough and the Erotic Blueprint Quiz. Through more than two decades of client observation and clinical research, she discovered a map of arousal that reveals your specific erotic language of a turn-on. This revolutionary framework helps you create deeper connections and total sexual satisfaction. Today, we are going to discuss what are these blueprints, helping you, the listener, to understand what is your sexual turn-on? How do you get, if you don't feel like you have turn-on as a natural thing for you, what are some things you could be doing? We're going to go there. It's going to be vulnerable. I can't wait to dive into this episode. If you want to follow Miss Jaya, just go to Instagram, Facebook, and type in Miss Jaya, J-A-I-Y-A. Cannot wait to dive in. Let's get started. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. I saved this part because I did your intro, mm -hmm. but I did see you at Summit. And it was super fun because you brought somebody up on stage who didn't know you, who didn't know what they were getting into. And I got to witness how you were able to identify a blueprint within this human and to show him, because it was a male, by the way, it was really, really cool. And he was, it was cute. It was funny was because really it was nervous. cute and it was vulnerable <laughs> and he was nervous. But we got to witness how his blueprint, which we're going to get into what that means, really impacted him. We got to watch this. I believe his was sensual. Mm -hmm. And so not it was energetic or something. You'll, you'll remind me. But I remember <laughs> just being like, oh my gosh, this guy's having... A reaction because she knows how to respond to his blueprint. Mm -hmm. And that was really powerful for me. And I was like, I love her. And I actually have another girlfriend who has makes every guy she dates take the take blueprint. The quiz. Yep. Yep. She's like <laughs> she's smart. She's smart. She's like, you're taking the quiz. We're you're gonna know how to pleasure me. I'm gonna give you my quiz and I'm gonna know about you and all of that stuff. So I always say to do that when you're dating, just because then you know who can hang with you. If you're somebody who's really sexually empowered mm -hmm. and interested in exploring sexually and being pleased, yeah. then having somebody fill out that quiz and then seeing how they respond. If they don't fill it out, there's your message right there. You know, because some people are afraid, like, oh, 
then they're going to think I'm this, or they're going to make up stories, or they're not going to do it. And I'm like, they're telling you who they are right away by how they respond to that and how much they lean in and the questions that they ask you. Yeah. And, you know, I did the blueprint with a group of friends. We were all together in Park City at a cabin. They're like, you have to take this this quiz. We want to know what you are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I if they paid for it, because I think you have a version that's like quicker versus... Mm-hmm. The yeah, there's version. a version that's free that you can yeah. just take and it'll give you one versus yeah. the full one that gives you like a whole report yes. with all the percentages. Yes. And so me and my husband actually have committed to taking the full thing and like talking through it because that's kind of fun. Like Why that? not? That's a fun date night, right? Why not? But yeah. And then my friend who does do this with our dates, she actually is divorced from her husband now and they're great friends, but she's like, we can now see why there wasn't like a matchup for Mm -hmm. us and why it was always kind of a little bit of a struggle. So let me ask you right away, because people are like, okay, you guys are talking about this blueprint. What does this mean? I know. (laughs) Yeah. What is the blueprints? Like, tell us a little bit about that. So there are five erotic blueprints and it started for me. I've been in practice for 30 years as a somatic sexologist. And it started when I was noticing the different ways that people, I called it then the way that you were wired erotically. Mm -hmm. And so people would respond to touch in various ways. And one day I was with a client who was having erectile function challenges and their relationship was really struggling. And she's coming to me like, I'm trying all the things, you know, like that I'm supposed to try the the pogo stick technique. (laughs) She's like, it's not working. It's not working. And so we got him on the table and I was just hovering my hands. You know, as a somatic sexologist, we do touch different touch games and things to discover ways that people are turned on or how they respond or to educate them about their bodies. And I had my hands, you know, a a few feet above his body and his eyes opened really wide. And he was like, what's going on? Because he started to like have these waves of pleasure moving through his body from not being touched. And part of it is he just had a very sensitive system. And because his his sensitivity was so high, there was too much happening when she's like going for it. When you're touching it. Right. So he was just short circuiting completely. And before we knew it, he was just, he was having orgasms, he was having erections, and he's crying. He's like, what is going on? And she's looking at me like, what did you do to my husband? You're like, I'm up here, I'm up here. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, just showing her these simple things. And that was the day that was like, it was like an aha, like lightning hit me. Oh, we're all wired differently when it comes to our eroticism. And oftentimes sexuality is taught as one size fits all. Totally. And so and that you was watch it on movies too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, we, all you women are like sensual. Yeah. Right. Or all men are this way. So we also have gender ideas about totally. sexuality that I think we've really busted with like three million people taking that quiz. We've yes. seen like, oh wow. It doesn't fit the gender stereotypes. And maybe we could talk about that a little. So the five erotic blueprints kind of came out of that as a, oh, there are these categories that people yep. fit into. And I'm I'm obsessed with these personality typing tests like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram yeah. or PI, you know, things, astrology, yeah. like all those yeah. kinds of tests. And so I thought there isn't something for eroticism. Wouldn't it be interesting if we could start to map this out? And so over the next five years, I really like started mapping out what are these blueprints and how many of them are there? And then testing will do most people fit into them. And we found that they did. That is so cool. Okay. So name the five. So the first one is energetic. 
I think it was energetic. Yeah, that was energetic. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what was going it was more on the, the one where you, you were about, hovering, yep. and You're, they they're feeling energy. Mm-hmm. Very okay, and cool. they feel because the system is so sensitive, the nervous system is so sensitive. They're feeling more with less. So wow. it's kind of like if you're somebody's a still lake, and you put a pebble in, and you let it ripple, 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 ripple out. That's the way that an energetic is wired. If you cannonball into the water, yeah. you've lost a lot of their turn on yeah. and pleasure. Wow, that's cool. That's a good analogy. So energetic is hypersensitive in a great way. Oftentimes, though, they're mistaken for being frigid because they feel like they're shut down. But it's just that there's too much. They're bombarded. They're flooded. So How do they operate typically in life? Can, I mean, now you just mentioned, can, can you... Now that you've studied this so long, can you tell someone I, energetically yes. just walking how they walk, how they touch, how they interact, how they dress? There's a lot really? of different things that Oh, I'm <laughs> we might let her tell me what she thinks I am without me telling her cuz I didn't tell her what I Not yet. Wrote. I've been guessing this whole time. I've been thinking like what are you? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a mystery a lot. <laughs> that tells me something. <laughs> okay, yeah. so energetic. So Yes, yeah, so the energetic is turned on by this not touching, by giving them space, yeah. tease, yearning, longing. You know, they may even find themselves in relationships where they can't have it because they're turned on by the longing aspect. Oh, that's fascinating. more than anything else. It's and they're like, once I get it, the and then it's not is gone. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yep, very okay. interesting to watch. And then on the shadow side of the energetic, because they're turned on the way that they are, too much, too quick, too fast will short circuit them, yeah. and they disassociate from their body often. Instead of saying like stop or no, they will override their own system mm. because. They're afraid of saying no a lot of times because they don't want to hurt someone else or yeah. they don't want to stop what's going on in the moment. And so they can tend to get really caught in, I'll just sort of fake it or I'll sort of dissociate out of my body. And then eventually that builds up a bunch of armor mm. because their body is saying, stop, yeah. slow down, no. Yeah. And they're overriding that. Wow. Cool. That's awesome. All right. That's energetic. Mm -hmm. Then the second one. Sensual. Sensual. The sensual is someone who is turned on by all of their senses being ignited. So like touch, certain touch, touch. candles, um, like your smells. earrings are very, like yes. have a sensual feel to them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> candles, fur, yeah. you know, the way that like this space is yeah. a very sensual, yeah. has a sensual energetic feel yeah. to it. Yeah. And they love a space that ignites beauty. Mm, so a space that's beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you'll notice it in the way they dress and maybe like what what they smell like and things mm-hmm. like that because they like smells yes interesting okay the foods how they eat food if they're like eating and they're like mm, they moan out loud a lot <laughs> they touch their hair a lot wow they touch they're, them, t- they're their like fabrics okay wow yep. that's fascinating yeah okay cool sensual <laughs> energetic sensual and the shadow side of the sensual is that they get caught up in their head instead of feeling the pleasure that's happening in their body so oh. they can sometimes short circuit because their mind is going oh 
I forgot to do the laundry. Oh, I forgot to make that phone call. Or, oh, oh my gosh, that pillow's crooked over there. That's oh, so I hope my breast smells okay. That's really interesting because that's so opposite of a sensual. And to my that feels very like practical. Mm-hmm. Like they're think thinking about, about these practical things. Yeah. 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 It's mostly that because their mind gets so activated, they have uh-huh. a hypervigilance in their system when they're in the shadow. Okay. It doesn't mean that every, when I talk about the shadows, it doesn't mean that everybody will have those. Oh, okay. It just means when it's. When it's present. Mm. So, or like breath, somebody else's breath will really bother them because, you know, that person didn't take the time to. to... make sure they smell good. Yes, yeah. exactly. They're like, I'm really bothered by that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. But a superpower is that they can have orgasms in other places of their body. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, right. behind their knee or, you know, from That's kissing cool, their neck. That's a cool superpower. Yes. <laughs> I forgot the energetics, which is yeah, they, yeah, can, what's their superpower? they can have orgasms without being touched. That's amazing so, superpower. Yes. <laughs> and cool. in multiple dimensions, you know, if we're going to get super woo-woo, energetics can get some super woo-woo stuff going on where, you know, they start to experience things in other realms and in the transpersonal realms and archetypes and past lives and that kind of cool stuff too. That's awesome. Ooh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. I love that. I, I could go down that rabbit hole. Okay. What's the next one? So the next one's the sexual. Mm-hmm. And that's someone who's turned on by what we think of as sex in our culture. Right. So, that's what I was going to say. It's probably what we are typically shown right. as children. Right. right. So it's penetration. Yep. It's nudity. Mm-hmm. It's point A, point B, point C, then we do D. You know, yeah. <laughs> I often say it's like licky, licky. I have licky. my spots. I know where to go. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. The okay. licky, licky, sucky, sucky. And then we go into fucky, fucky. You know? <laughs> we know what we're doing yeah. and then we're done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, you know, the problem with that is that the shadow side can be we get stuck in that trajectory. Mm. And then if anybody thinks that it's, you know, not successful outside of that so like, oh, I can't get an erection, so I can't have sex, for example. Oh. Or you're not getting wet during sex, so something must be mm-hmm. wrong. Whereas you can completely have a sensual energetic experience without ever needing to have penetration. So right. there's this very limited definition of sexuality that happens mm. within this blueprint. It can make sense. And because our culture shows us mm-hmm. this is what successful sex looks like, mm-hmm. then we get we get very boxed in. Oh, okay. And the definition of sex is so limited, but sex is so much more. And, yeah. and if we even go to eroticism, which is why I called it erotic blueprints. Right. You know, the sexual blueprint is just one part of our eroticism and eroticism is our aliveness. It's, I believe it's like a, it's like a, if I would to say that word, the image that comes to my mind is almost like this, like copper rod. And it's like this energy force that's like letting you light up your whole life. Exactly. And beyond. Exactly. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay. What's their superpower, sexual superpower? The sexual superpower is that sex is very simple, but it doesn't lack depth. They can go from zero to 60. It's like all pizza is good, you know, (laughs) but the arousal happens quickly and usually very easily and very simply. And there's not a lot of fanfare. Okay. So they can get frustrated with the other blueprints, which is like, why do we need to do all this and have feathers and, you know, other things? You're so complicated. (laughs) Yeah, you're so complicated. But, you know, that can also be a shadow. But their simplicity is very sweet because it's easy. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. All right, so we just said energetic. We said sensual, sexual, kinky. Kinky. (laughs) Okay, what's kinky? So kinky is someone who's turned on by the taboo. And that taboo, anything that's off limits? Yes, that Uh is off limits for you specifically. 
And Ooh, so for you specifically, not right. culturally necessarily. I mean, a lot of times those can overlap, okay. but for some people it doesn't, okay. but it is what is taboo for you. Mm-hmm. And there are two d- different types of kinkies. One is more psychological and one is more sensation based. And there are some people who are both of those. So the psychological kinky is someone who's turned on by the power dynamic. Mm-hmm. So for example, somebody saying like, go stand in the corner. Spread your legs. Like, you know, how hot that can be very dominant. Yeah. And you could be dominant or submissive within that. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the sensation base, which can be somebody who's really into impact or someone who's into extreme sensation. Wow. It's not always what we think of when we think of kinky because of that broader definition of it's what brings up that feeling of, oh, I'm doing something naughty. Do people that are kinky, like deep down, do they walk around with some shame because our culture has labeled kinky. Yes. That's the shadow side. That's the shadow side. Yeah. Is I'm ashamed of who I am as an erotic person. So I'm going to hide that or I'm not going to reveal that that's what really turns me on. My own partner was kinky and we were in a relationship for six and a half years before he told me. And I'm a sexologist, so can you imagine? Wow, <laughs> that gives everyone permission yeah, right yes. there. It's like, it's okay. It's okay like, if yeah. you feel ashamed of the taboo. Wow. And that's the work. That's the work is to look at this piece. Six and a half years. I'm shocked. And this is your career. This is my career. And he and was just like, I'm he, not, I don't know. He wasn't, he felt ashamed that's of fascinating. This. I, I, I want to bring that to light just because I don't, I really want to liberate people on this podcast of all the dynamics of humanity and that we're, you know, we have a fundamental layer of what brings us together, but we're also dynamic and to accept it all. I love that Mm -hmm. because essentially this is what this whole body of work is about. Mm -hmm. It is about the deep acceptance of who you are erotically and who you are overall. Mm -hmm. And that comes down to unconditionally loving yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if you like to be tied up. Yeah, you know, right. because you like to be tied up. (laughs) Just because. Yes. You're not hurting anyone. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. As long as it's consensual. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, and what's their superpower? So, the superpower is endless creativity. I could explore kink for the rest of my life and never explore all of the variety of beautiful, amazing things. It's like fruit on the planet. I mean, I could eat a fruit for the rest of my life and never eat all the different kinds of varieties of fruit. That's kind of a cool way to look at it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then the, you know, so we talked about the shadow, the superpower. And then the other thing I'll say about the turn on is that it's also about the variety and the creativity within that play. So some people really get turned on by the geeking out about how do I do this little tie or this little knot? And some of that is the turn on That's very creative. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Okay, we did all four. What's the last one? The last one is the shapeshifter. Okay. And the shapeshifter is someone who's turned on by all of the things that I just mentioned. (laughs) So (laughs) they like to shapeshift among all of it. They have a big erotic intelligence. A lot of times they're judged as needing too much or wanting too much. They can sometimes feel like they're overwhelming to other people because they can go forever. It feels like they want more. They want it all. They want it forever. (laughs) So never enough, never enough pleasure, which can sometimes be the shadow as well as like never really feeling satisfied Mm. because you need the whole variety of everything and for long amounts of time. And also you can shape shift with your partner too much. So let's say your partner's sensual 
And then you're a shapeshifter. You're always shapeshifting to be sensual because you can. Yeah. And so you end up kind of trapped in that box and not feeling fully fed. I think the shapeshifters are the most starving out of all of the blueprints. Interesting. Because we don't have this full spectrum of sexuality. Oftentimes people are like, oh, I'm this one thing. And then they they stay in that safe and zone. And your partner might just not know all the different things that would excite you. Right. The, the willingness to learn all yeah. of those yeah. things and then take the time. Because it doesn't take time. <laughs> right. Let's get down to it. Let's make a job. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes at our events, we'll have, you saw the demo that we did at Summit. Yeah. But sometimes at our events, we'll have somebody on the table and it turns out they're a shapeshifter and we can get like six, seven, eight, nine, ten hands. You know, some people are doing energetic, some people are doing sensual. And they're loving it And all. they're just loving it. And then, you know, two hours go by and then we're like, okay, have you had enough? And they're like, no. They're <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> That's awesome. What's yeah. their superpower? Just that they can have it all. The superpower is the huge capacity mm. and the ability to shift into being a great lover for anybody because yeah. they it's like being multilingual. You can yeah. speak every single language. Wow. All right. I have to ask. I have so many questions I want to ask you, but I really want to know, like, what drives you to this mission? Like, mm. what? Because, I mean, there's so many layers to where you could take this mission and I'm sure you've been presented with many layers of where you could take this mission and different opportunities. At your deep, heartfelt place, why this mission? That has been a really big question because I've been in it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I go, why in the world am I sexuality? And I remember when I first started, I was like, why sex? Why not herbs or something? Yeah, you <laughs> seem very bold. Like you seem like you could go around many paths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like why not herbs? Why not oil? Right? Why, why not, not something safer <laughs> than sex? Yeah. You know, why be this person on this mission for that? And I remember crying one day very deeply and and just feeling into the trauma we have on this planet around this topic. And that there's a lot of work to do because it felt like there was a lot of education, because there's a lot of ignorance. And often where there's a lot of ignorance, there is a lot of harm yeah. and pain mm -hmm. that gets created. Mm -hmm. And I want to see a world where we no longer have violence against women sexually, against anyone. But especially, yeah. you know, at that time, it was like, why do we have so much rape culture? Why do we have so much trauma? Why do we have so much ignorance and I really felt like it was a daunting mission. Like, I'll never in my lifetime succeed in this mission. And that was when I realized I needed other allies and I needed people. And I and I could train people. I could train people to do what I did and to Oh, so that's part of your together mission to train people, mm -hmm. doing teaching you how to help other people. Yeah, we have trained now 300 erotic blueprint coaches. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, that starts to then settle in me. I actually feel like I'm at a point now in my career where I've left a legacy yeah. And there are people out there and I don't have to do it alone. And and we're actually also at a time where this conversation, I mean, just thank you so much for having me on here to have this conversation because I think we're ready for a new conversation about sexuality. And it's not that we're in a sexual revolution again, but we're in a sexual evolution. Yep. And I think we can really raise our consciousness around this topic and start to really bring something that has been in the dark for so long out into the light. Wow. Okay. This is what I'm witnessing. I'm going to just be super vulnerable. I grew up in a very religious home where obviously sex was super taboo and it was reserved only for marriage and then never really talked about after that. And it was, you didn't talk about it. No one talked about it. You didn't talk about it in friends, like private women's circles, nothing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like from me, from my vantage point, from the way I grew up, I'm watching now because I'm out and about in the world, a lot of wounded women 
that have been really hurt, you know, that are like taking back their power mm -hmm. and teaching sexuality. And I don't know, like, I want to hear from you being someone who's walked this path, because I haven't walked this path. I'm not teaching this. What is your thoughts on that? And how can you decipher where to get your, because I think I work with a lot of women and a lot of these women are like, I want to learn about sexuality. I feel kind of like the lights are off down here and mm -hmm. my husband's wondering why the lights are off and where well, there's a disconnect. I look up to people like you because I can feel people and I can tell you've done a lot of work, mm -hmm. a lot of work on yourself. I don't know your past, but there's a lot of people that I'm like, oh, it just feels like they're still good for you. You're trying to empower others because you're empowering yourself, but mm -hmm. you've got to be careful because you're teaching something from a wounded place. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Absolutely. So I'm curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, one of my thoughts that comes forefront first is just wherever you are in what you have access to is what you can teach and transmit to another person. So if you haven't had the direct experience of something, you can't really give that, Yeah, right? True. And yet there are people who you're always a little bit of, of, above, you know? And so those are then become your students. It's like, who are you one step above? Oh. Who have you just taken that one step further on the path that you can go over here? Here's the flashlight. Yeah. Like, come this way. Yeah. And I think knowing that is really important. Okay. So when you go to seek out a teacher, especially around sexuality, it is important because there's a lot of trauma within the field. There that is. is unhealed. And because I think it led them to him. It's like your mess becomes your message, yes, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And so really looking at, you know, who is this person? What is their story? Where have they gone? Where are they at on the path? What do they have access to? Because mm -hmm. they have the direct experience right. of that thing. And are they a few steps ahead of me on the path? Great. Then they can become my teacher. Are they really far ahead of me? That may not be the right fit right. because... They may not speak a language I can even get or understand yet. Totally, you know? totally. And so that's something to really gauge and watch out for. And then also, I think it's important to talk to some of their students who are their students, you know. Get those referrals. Get referrals and have agency. And I know that can sometimes be hard when you're coming from your own traumatic background, especially in religion. I also grew up very religious. Yeah. Also with a lot of trauma around yeah. religion and spiritual abuse. Yeah. yeah. So it's important to really know what can I say? Do I have the ability to say no? Mm -hmm. If someone says something that I should do that doesn't feel right, do I have that agency? And if I don't have that agency, maybe I need to go do some work More first. Work. Just, to get to my agency. Just like, to get to my agency yeah. to be able to do that before I work in sexuality because consent is such a big piece wow, of it. Wow, that's so, that's powerful. Consent is such a big piece of this. Wow. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so good. Thank you for <laughs> mm -hmm. bringing that to light because I think people are afraid to get into it because they are seeing the wounded or they're feeling it and there's, there's a lot right. of confusion in that arena. So let me ask you because I also on my journey and I, I'm, I have not been super open about it, but maybe some people know this about me, maybe my high level coaching. I have seen a lot of like beautiful things come from sexuality in my life. A lot of beautiful creations that have come. And I've been in witness of this power that I can go in the deepest meditation I've ever done. I feel like I go to the stars and the moons and the galaxies. And that tells me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, but I don't, I feel kind of nervous to share with people because uh -huh. I don't know if that's their experience mm -hmm. and it feels kind of little braggy. Right. But I, I want to know, is that possible for everyone? Is that possible? Or is it just 
maybe my blueprint. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to say is thank you, because that is part of your blueprint is feeling that vulnerability about sharing these big ecstatic experiences or sort of like what feels like out there experiences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know I feel the same way often. And I want to thank you because that is often what gives people possibility. It's like, you know, people, we talk about Roger Bannister running the four minute mile, exactly. right? Exactly. And as soon as that four, what I think is interesting is as soon as people found out that he ran that four minute mile, then so many others, so could many do others it. could do it. I think 36 people did it within a, like yeah. that year. And now so many more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and so it's like, when we talk about orgasmic possibilities, I think it's important to just frame it of like, nobody's doing anything wrong if you're not having this experience. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sharing it because I also want to invite people into being liberated erotically mm -hmm. and being able to have those experiences if they're interested in having those experiences. Yeah. So mm -hmm. absolutely, you can, because energetic blueprint is what I'm hearing you talk about here, mm -hmm. which has these abilities to go into these meditative states. Yeah. The ability, shapeshifter too, because shapeshifter mm -hmm. is... Mm -hmm. has the energetic as yeah. part of their map, but can go, they can go really far out. I was just writing in my book, which I'm very excited about because I'm sharing some of these experiences about how vulnerable but This is the new is. book coming out? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Okay. But I share about one of my lovers and I having what I call press your forehead into my pelvis and have a orgasm where you remember you're a star. <laughs> That's the name of the orgasm. I would say that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it was just an interesting experience because he just intuitively knew what to do. I mean, we've been lovers for a while, but I felt really full. Like I was feeling all this like fullness, like I needed to birth something. And he just took his forehead and pressed it at this right moment. And it was like my whole pelvis opened up and I was birthing the cosmos into his third eye. And I started laughing hysterically. And <laughs> so it can be these really far out where you go into these altered states of consciousness or this deep meditative or ecstatic states. And any of the blueprints can go there. It's just they have a different route in. Oh, okay. Just a different, different route Different access in. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to speak for a woman who's like, Great, Danette. Love that for you. Love that for uh -huh. you, Jaya. Awesome. <laughs> the lights are gone and I really would like them turned on. Or some, I think a lot of women are like, yeah, I'd like them on, but I don't really care at this point. Right. And I don't know if it really matters. And so what would you say to that woman or that man? Right. So the, I hear two different things there. One is the person who the lights are out and they're desiring to turn them on. Mm -hmm. And the other who are just like, the lights are out and I really don't care. I'm done. Yeah. Like, I don't think it really matters either way. I have a great right. life. It's not I'm important. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the second category of like, it's not important, it doesn't matter, I'd say, okay, well, then that's a viable choice, right? Mm -hmm. That is a choice that you can take. And if you're all good and you love yourself exactly in that place, that can be a place of acceptance of mm -hmm. saying, okay, like sexuality is not a place where I'm interested and don't want to go there. And there's some education there around your aliveness, yeah. your hormonal health, your immune health, because it's actually linked. And so if the body thinks, okay, I'm done sexually, it starts to age. age. Yeah. And yeah. so there are studies and things on longevity and on how life can be lived. And, you know, I live in this world, so I always want to invite people in. Yeah. I'm like, I'm having this amazing experience and you can have it too. It just takes going on the journey. Yeah. And 
maybe that's scary and that's okay. And there are people who can hold your hand and guide you along that Mm -hmm. journey. So I think for people who are in the, it doesn't matter category, there's acceptance and love. There's being able to go, okay, well, maybe I should educate myself a little bit about how this affects me Mm -hmm. in terms of health and longevity and immunity and a lot of other things and relationship. Mm -hmm. And there's also the, let me look at my resistance to this. Three things. Then the people who are like, oh my gosh, it's not working. And I really, this does matter to me. And I really want to get it back. I look at four things. Pausing this episode because I know what Jaya shares next is going to be life-changing for so many of you that are looking to increase your sex drive. I really want you to have this information and be able to revisit it at any time without having to find it in this episode. So what I did is wrote it all down and I want to email it to you totally free. All you have to do is go to boost dot manifestablepodcast.com. So boost B O O S T dot manifestablepodcast.com. Go ahead and just take out a pen and paper and write this down because you're going to want these sex secrets to ignite your sex drive directly in your inbox. So then you can just refer to them. Go to boost B O O S T dot manifestablepodcast.com. Drop in your email and I'll email it to you right away. I can't wait for you to have the four secrets to boosting your sex drive immediately. Now back to the show. Okay, I sense that you're into nature and I am very much into nature. I believe we're come from nature. Nature is everywhere. Would you offer any, like just go to, anyone can try, doesn't matter what blueprint you are, something that you would want to offer someone when it comes to nature that's free mm-hmm. for anyone to connect with, to like possibly bring some life force through their body. Mm-hmm. I mean, just taking, if you have a partner, taking a nice walk out in nature can start to just shift some of that mm-hmm. that we were just talking about. Yeah. Like, okay, let's go. Let's take a walk together before we make love. And I call those toggles. Mm-hmm. So nature can be a toggle mm-hmm. into eroticism, especially for the sensual and energetic blueprints. That makes sense. And that even just hearing the sounds in nature and feeling the eroticism of nature. I mean, right. the sun is making love to the earth every day. Oh, yeah. And that makes things grow. Fertility, right. life, yeah. you know, and we're here to procreate. Have you noticed a difference when people really submerge in nature and that helping all the other areas when it comes to sexuality. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you're getting walking on fresh air, more oxygen. I mean, the more aroused you get, the more oxygen you need. Yeah. So walking barefoot, grounding, some of the earthing lowers cortisol. So yeah. Okay. I was just curious if you would advise any of that. Is there one blueprint that is that you're noticing more people are like, is there a blueprint that stands out for more of the collective? Typically? No, I think that what we've seen from people taking the quiz has been really interesting, especially when looking at different genders. Yeah. That has been really fascinating to me because we think and oftentimes give advice, you know, sexologists or sex therapists give advice like all women are this. Or, like all men are sexual. All men are sexual. Exactly. And, yeah. that, and what we have seen, especially with cisgendered heterosexual men, is that they are not all yeah. sexual. Right. They're actually pretty across the board. In terms of interesting, they're yeah, across the board. Yeah, across, I would have not have guessed all that across the board. 
I would have said, okay, lower percentage probably would have been this category, higher this category, but you're saying it's pretty neutral mm-hmm. or it's across the board for male and female. No, not male and female, mostly all like cishet men. Okay. But then for women, like people with vulvas, they are mostly energetic and sensual. Really? Yes. Okay. I love how you just said those with vulvas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, like because educating me too. There are some people with yeah. vulvas who identify yeah, as exactly. non-binary yeah, or masculine. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. No. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So energetic or sensual? Okay, fascinating. I know what my friends are. Yeah. Okay, now you. I want you to tell me what you think <laughs> I am. I just took your quick quiz. Quick quiz. Twice. Okay, so you only got one. Oh, but you said didn't? I thought you said you took the full one. We are taking it. Oh, you're going. Well, I haven't to. like you're dissected it, but okay. actually the the full one has the same one. We, I've taken the full one, but I haven't dissected it okay. yet. We want to do that on a date. Okay. But it, it all is saying the same. All right. Well, I think you, you have high sensual energetic with some shapeshifter. Okay. What were you? Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So I'm curious yeah. what, like how close energetic and yeah, sensual Yeah, I think I have to look to at the chart, right? Like I have to look in de- depth, uh, like right? how that's all mixed out. I don't know. That's yeah. what my friend said. I have to read it. Fascinating. Well, now I want to know how close they all are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'll show you my my charts. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. fun. That's really fun. I think it's fun fun to take a test. I think it's fun to do on a date. It's fun to do in partnership. It's fun to do with yourself, understanding yourself. Mm -hmm. And I want to kind of bring to light this because like we mentioned, you know, this is the Manifestable podcast and I've been so with my eyes wide open to this work and very curious to bring people on because I've watched it change my life. And I haven't been gotten a coach. I haven't done any of that. I've just watched it in my own intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. So to see this power for myself and this health and this way of creating. And I, you know, for those who say yes, I'm like, get it for yourself. It's like mm-hmm. tell him to go to like, Amalfi Coast, and you're like, hey, come with me to Amalfi Coast. Uh, right. And like, I'm really scared to go to Amalfi Coast. I'm really scared. I'm like, no, don't be scared. It's really beautiful. <laughs> it's really us. amazing. Just come to Amalfi Coast. <laughs> like that. So okay. that's how I feel about it. That's why I wanted to bring you on. Mm-hmm. Is there a question that people don't ask you that you would love to be asked? I think it's about, it has something to do with depth and really the deepest aspects of where this can go. Ooh, where do you think this can go? (laughs) Where can this go? Uh, I think there's no limit, actually. Mm -hmm. I think our exploration of sexuality is infinite. Mm -hmm. But I will add (laughs) that the deepest experience I have had directly is sexuality leading me to the truth of who I really am. I think that actually all roads lead home, Mm -hmm. but sexuality is one of the scariest roads. So it often becomes the most, yeah, the most vulnerable. So it's become a final frontier of personal growth and development. But I believe that underneath all of that is our deepest truth of humanity. So beautifully said. And I can only really understand what you're saying when there's been moments when I feel like, yeah, connected to it all, mm-hmm. connected to it all. And just like, wow, mm-hmm. you lose yourself. Exactly. You all of it and nothing. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Wow. I love that. All right. I'm going to ask one more question. Okay. 
where is this tied to ancient Egypt? I don't know where this is coming from. My brain's like, I feel like my soul's like, ask her about ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt. Because when I was there, there was so much around, like prints on the walls around it. And Mm -hmm. I feel there's a tie. And I feel like life and humanity is taking us to these ancient ways again, Mm -hmm. or to a remembrance of these ancient ways. Mm -hmm. Where do you think this tie is? 100%. Well, I actually studied, you'll love this, I actually studied sexuality and like all these different cultures and the ancient aspects of them. So Tantra yes. and, and then in Egypt. And what's fascinating to me about Egypt was that there were practices in sexuality similar to Tantra where you would come into divine unity or immortality. They called it immortality a lot of times, but immortality, I believe, is realizing that you are an immortal. That this human body is just one aspect of an infinite experience. And so they would do sexual practices to create this elixir and create a body that didn't die. I love how you just said they created this thing to create an elixir. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I had to just say that again. That was beautifully said. Okay. And so it's the unity of masculine and feminine energies or any kind of duality coming together into oneness, oftentimes within any of these ancient traditions and, and Egyptian traditions as well. And I love to like these tie-ins between different cultures into Christianity or other religions and how that ties in. And so we see like, like Mary Magdalene, for instance, there is some suggestion that she actually learned from the ISIS cults and from the Egyptian cults, this idea of resurrection. And we have the story of ISIS and Osiris, which is a resurrection story. And then we have Mary Magdalene Christ, which that they created the immortality elixir you know, this could so be, you know, this is this could be taboo for some people to hear, but I really love, you know, Mary Magdalene has now been honored as a saint and some of these studies with yeah. how they were and these two beloveds coming together in the Eros Gamos and these ancient sexual practices that would create immortality. Wow. Really powerful. Wow. Okay. If you're standing in front, this is the last question. If you're standing mm-hmm. in front of a million people. And you had one thing to share with, I would say a million more. Like there's just so many bodies and you have one message you can share. Mm -hmm. And then you take your breath and go on. What would you share? Mm -hmm. That the human experience is one where we are all wired for pleasure. Pleasure is our birthright. Mm -hmm. And that pleasure is actually a path to lead us home to ourselves, which is infinite love. Oh, I have, I'm getting chills. They're starting to form. <laughs> that was so <laughs> profound. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much you. for being here on this show mm-hmm. and for your wisdom and your work and your willingness to do this work. It's not always easy, especially if you create quizzes and funnels that actually work. It's hard to keep showing up in it, but you know there's a deeper mission yes. to this. And so I want to say thank you from someone who does this in a different realm to you that's mm-hmm. doing it in this realm. Thank you for that. And thank you you for impacting me with it. Mm. So I appreciate that and for being here on the show. And you guys, I hope you love this episode. And I really love bringing different concepts because here's the deal. Curiosity is all we have. Like we we get to explore different thoughts and concepts and we don't always have to agree, but we can be open-minded to everything. And so I just love that you tuned into this episode. We actually want to hear from you. So if you really like this tag, Miss Jaya, tag me on social and share. What did you take from it? And let us know because it's fun for us to see that you're listening and what your takeaways are and what did you love. And please take a minute. If you love these episodes, it supports the channel. Go ahead and go and click follow 
wherever you're watching this, Apple, wherever you're watching this, Spotify, go ahead and follow the podcast right now. It means the world to me. And until next time, love y'all. I'm constantly asked where I find the energy to run three businesses and travel the world all while being a wife and a mom of two. And the truth is there are a lot of tools in my belt to manage my energy, but I have to be really real. One of my favorite ones is drinking cacao bliss. Actually, I am drinking it right now. I like doing it when I have to work because it gives me so much energy. It gives me energy without the crash like caffeine does or like coffee, which totally messes up your adrenals. And it actually taps me into my heart, which makes me feel more connected to source and to source energy. It is absolutely game changing for me. And when I discovered the superfood that cacao is, I knew I needed to bring it to the masses so everyone could experience a healthy alternative to energy drinks, supplements, coffee, whatever it is, so that you have access to a healthy, delicious, amazing chocolatey drink. And that is why I created Cacao Bliss. Now, it's not just raw cacao. It is infused with seven additional superfoods. So it's super amazing for immunity. It has this amazing chocolatey decadent taste with only less than one gram of sugar. So that is insane. So if you want to experience the healing powers of Cacao Bliss, for a limited time only, you can go to earthechofoods.com. You can grab yourself a bag, I suggest two, of <laughs> Cacao Bliss by using the code MANIFESTABLE. This is for all of you Manifestable podcast listeners. Go to earthechofoods.com and use the code at checkout, MANIFESTABLE, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Yeah. 15% off. So go to earthechofoods.com and use Manifestable at checkout and get 15% off. Now let's get back to the show.